think we're live right now. It's showing me about 10 seconds in. Uh, oh my. I'm going to introduce what's going on here. We're working on a 10-team full PPR mock draft. We're going to be doing some kind of consensus mocking here where we're not picking against each other. We're just going to kind of agree and try to fill out the draft board as best as we can. And uh, I don't know. We're going to have some good conversation along the way. Uh, we're hanging out with my friends Dave and Jesse here. Hello and, there. Yeah. So What's shaking? I don't know. Dave, do you want to explain what we're doing here? Because this is kind of for your league. Uh, yeah. So this is... Um, I have never really filled out an entire mock draft before this year. Um, I certainly do not uh, claim to be the experts that uh, Kyle and Jesse are. Um, but I started doing this this year just to kind of see where certain tiers of players are falling by round um, so that I could take a look at if I have this position in the draft, maybe I want to switch with this player for rounds three and five, that kind of stuff. Um, before doing stuff like this, I was always in the dark and just kind of didn't know where certain players were going because I didn't do a lot of mocks. Um, so yeah, this is just to kind of visualize where all the tiers are. And I think what's cool for what we're doing here is I've never, I, me, like Jesse, you and I have done some things like this before where we kind of just do a consensus mock draft. I think we've done it with like the actual NFL draft, but I don't think we've ever done something like this for like a real fantasy football season draft. Um, no, so definitely not. We're hopefully going to get a, a pretty good draft board here and we'll figure out the rankings and whatnot. But I don't know. Does anyone want to start with the first pick? Is there any question? <laughs> no, you can go ahead and no. fill that in. <laughs> Things are all been pretty standard, I think. Yeah. Um, especially okay. when you're doing a consensus. Yep. Christian McCaffrey, number one. Uh, the next three, I don't know what your guys' uh, views are. Um, to me, there's a clear, there's only two options as the next best two picks. And then I think there's kind of um, some question up at number four. Sure. Um, I have Saquon Barkley as the second best player in my projections. That's probably where I, where I would go. Going to catch more passes than Ezekiel Elliott. Mm -hmm. Cowboys have a better offense, so I get it. If you want to kind of play it safe and just take um, probably the team that's going to have like Dallas is going to probably be like the leader in yards again this year. So I get that they're going to be in the they're going to be living in the, the opponent side of the field, whereas Saquon Barkley and the Giants they're going to you know they're maybe not going to be the best offense, but they're still going to be productive enough. And I mean, just on talent wise alone, Saquon Barkley is probably the most fun running back to watch what are your thoughts on the tiebreaker that i've heard that because this is 2020 and zeke has had coronavirus already i, I know some people will pick him before saquon just because of that uh if that's what you i mean it's a it's a good argument i don't i don't knock it there's been drafts where i mean if, I, if i'm at two i'm probably just going to take saquon barkley but i there's been drafts where i take ezekiel elliott too i kind of try to switch it up um, cool. so it's really more of who do you want to like at the end of the day you just got to be like who do i want to watch who do i want to root for yeah uh, so it's this is more of a preference pick uh but i do like the idea that elliot can't get COVID again so that's something you don't have to worry about yep <clears throat> and saquon barkley coming off an injury riddled season last year so i know if you drafted him last year you're probably less likely to want to do again uh this year but um i don't know i think we can kind of view these Team two and team three here. We should just view that as a tandem. It's yep. a preference call. I'm just going to go ahead here and put Saquon. And then uh, we'll just put Ezekiel Elliott here, unless you guys have any objections to Zeke at three. No, that's great. Nothing from me. It's pretty straightforward. 
So this is where it gets messy, though, with the, the fourth pick of the draft, because there's, I mean, I could probably list, basically we're looking at these Derrick Henry, Kamara, Cook, Michael Thomas. Those are, to me, the clear four best available. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I'm, I want a running back. If I'm in the top four picks, I want a running back. So which running back sticks out to you guys? I mean, I mean if we're going PPR here, uh, I'll yeah. take the guy who's got 81 receptions the last couple of years, you know. Uh, so Kamara's my guy. Yeah. AK forty one. We got to get that nickname going. I like calling him AK forty one. I'll put Kamara there. There's been times where I'm in my draft uh, at the four spot, and I'll take Derrick Henry, and I can I can explain that a little bit. Um, I'll put Kamara here though because I do. Uh, I think actually in my projections, Kamara came out to RB three uh, over Ezekiel Elliott. So I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to pounce on him. As your number three pick, um, I just like the, the workload of Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he's getting 300 to 350 touches, whereas Kamara, it's more of a lighter workload. He's going to get the PPR points, but um, just another little preference take, I guess, if you want the pass catcher. Uh, so I guess with the fifth pick, are you starting to think about Michael Thomas here at all? I think I would. I mean, uh Derrick Henry isn't going to get the passing work. And since this is PPR, uh, that makes me lean away from him a little bit. Um, Dalvin cook hold out. I don't, I don't really keep up with what's up to date with that, but um, it's a, it's a question mark. And I don't know that I like question marks in my first pick. Okay. Um, so that makes sense for Michael Thomas to me. Um, I, I guess I could argue Derrick Henry because uh, there's a stat that I've been looking at, and it's it's basically the number one stat in terms of a running back for fantasy success, success is going to be the yards gained. And, I mean, Derrick Henry rushed for over 1,500 yards last year. I know he doesn't get a lot of passing work, uh, but some running backs don't even get 1,500 yards with their rushing and their receiving work. Uh, and he's just getting that in one column. And, I mean, last year they had Deion Lewis hanging around being the backup for the pass-catching role. Uh, but now they have a rookie, Darrington Evans, there. And I really don't know if, if uh, can a rookie beat out Derrick Henry in the passing game? Maybe, maybe Derrick Henry gets more you know, receptions and targets than we're thinking. Uh, and uh, what was he last year? He was like a top five back last year. So I, I feel really safe and strong with Derrick Henry there. I know he's going to be an RB1 every week, uh, even if he doesn't get the passing work in a PPR league. Um, but I do, I do think we can put Michael Thomas here. I don't know uh, what you guys. Where did Derrick Henry go? I just swapped that left side because it was uh, set to standard yeah. rankings. Oh, okay. He, he falls a little bit in PPR, but okay. Yeah. I think it's fair here. We can put Michael Thomas at five. I think that's the earliest I would feel comfortable drafting him. Yeah, so I think like, you got to get those four guys out of the way before you start going there. All right. So team number six. Uh, um, would Derrick you Henry rather, sounds good to me there. Would you rather have Cook or Henry? To me, it's Cook. Or to me, it's Henry. No question. It's Henry, Henry for me as well. A lot of yeah. questions with Cook. and. I mean, the thing about Derrick Henry, man, is he only had 18 catches last year. That's not that – like, he can easily beat that number. That's only, like, a catch per game. Um, so, I mean, imagine if he catches 25 to 30 catches. He's got potential running back one. He can maybe dethrone McCaffrey. Um, and he's also just fun to watch. I mean, with Madison there, I think he's so capable that if they were to ever have a change of heart and wanted to start splitting things more, they they could. And that possibility makes me a little nervous as well. 
And with Henry, there's no competition. I'm looking at the depth chart. Darrington Evans, a rookie. Carey Blossom game and Senoris Perry. <laughs> so wow. Henry, getting his touches back, okay? Yeah. That's why I think I can argue that I want Derrick Henry at the fifth spot, uh, but I totally get wanting yeah, my that's fair. It's, it's the for sure thing there. Um, but at team number seven, are you taking Dalvin Cook over Devontae Adams uh, or any of the other running backs? I'm, I mean, in general, I've been trying to go double running back at the beginning of drafts um, just because I, I like the receivers uh, in the rounds after that. Um, so I think if I was team seven here, I would I would be going for the Dalvin Cook. Because we're drafting as of today, like there is a chance that Cook is going to hold out. So we might have to look at this team drafting Alexander Madison. You know, yeah. in this coming weekend and there's still no Cook deal. Uh, that's something you got to be wary about. But say, say Cook's not signed in two weekends when everyone's drafting on Labor Day weekend. What you know? Are you going to take Cook at number seven? Like, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're going to put Devin Cook here though. Um, I mean, Cook likely we, plays. He hasn't been practicing, but he's not officially holding out. It's like, how long does he go? I don't think he. At this point, I don't think he thinks he's getting a deal. So now it's. Yeah. Either a matter of just coming back to practice or, I mean, I can't see him holding out. I can't see a holdout. So all of a sudden we got six running backs and Michael Thomas off the board. I think this is pretty chalk for most of the first seven picks. And now we get teammate to me has always been the the wild card team because you get to take uh, one of the best receivers or you could elect to take the seventh or eighth best running back. So whether that's Clyde Edwards, Joe Mixon, I've seen Miles Sanders go here, Kenyon Drake. Uh, those are pretty much the options for running back. But Devontae, Julio, Tyreek, those would be my next choices. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I was at this position in in our draft, Jesse, and I got stuck with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I wasn't, I mean, I know that everything is set up for success there, but it feels real hype trainy to me um, to just invest in a rookie there. And he's not like the typical rookies in the past, you know, like Ezekiel Elliott or a Saquon Barkley, like a guy that, you know, is just going to be physically dominant and get almost 250 to 300 carries. He's more of, you know, in the state or the Alvin Kamara role. So there's really no guaranteed thing with him besides being involved in the passing game. We'll see if we can get the goal line work. Um, I, I think I'm taking Devontae Adams here and I'm not thinking twice about it. Because yeah. If there's one receiver that's going to beat Michael Thomas this year, it's going to be Devontae Adams. Um, there's no one else. Yeah, Adams is my guy as well. Here, I think after Adams is where we really get to have a conversation about: Do you go with a rookie or do you, yeah, take one of these top receivers? Is there another running back that sticks out to you more than Clyde Edwards-Helaire? Is is that the basically the default pick here? Yeah, I mean, I like Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, but I don't think any of them are. That's the problem is none of them really feel like first round picks. No. Yeah. Definitely at this point, it's a guy, the guy you're taking in, you were, you want him as your high end RB two, but I mean, you got to take, you got you to take one of these RBs. Cause if you don't take an RB at the back half of the first or the start of the second, you're not going to yep. be, you got nothing left over. So yeah, you don't, and I, I mostly just know how the rounds fall with 12 man. But yeah, if you, if you right. miss that turnaround without a running back, or, or even two that you're happy with, 
the pickings after that are not great. So of yeah. the of the running backs here that I have selected, Clyde Edwards, Mixon, Drake, Sanders, Eckler, Aaron Jones, Jacobs, and Chubb, which one is most likely to to finish higher than the others? This is a crazy tier. I mean, you got to think there's going to be some of these guys that are going to absolutely smash it, but there's going to be at least two guys in this list that I think you're going to be left at the end of the season thinking, why didn't I go with Eckler over Sanders or why didn't, you know. So the way that I would handle this pick is if I take any of these running backs, I am 100% taking another one on the way back. Yep. Um, like there's no question Like you almost have to do it because you're taking these guys basically to be RB2s, but because you get two of them, you get the uh, likely opportunity that one of them hits as a top 10 running back. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit safer to me. So, uh, I mean, I think Clyde Edwards Alaire, the, the situation, like, too good. The fact that he was, uh, like, picked from all of those rookie running backs to end up there and then he gets handed, handed the entire job, I think that sets him in a, Jesse, a higher tier. With Uncle Clyde here. Yeah, I'm good with Clyde here. Okay, so Team 10. So now we get to think about, are we taking Julio, Tyreek, DeAndre, or are we going to just take the best two running backs that we feel on the board? Right. But if this is me, I'm taking two running backs. I'm probably taking, with one of my picks, I think I'm taking Josh Jacobs for sure. I don't trust Hopkins enough in a new system. Uh, this year for me is all about continuity, so I want guys that have done it before. Uh, or have a great situation where they're going to step into a role. I think running backs are a little bit safer going to a new team. Wide receivers, there's always a tendency to struggle that first year. I mean, you know, it's DeAndre Hopkins, but you also get a year two Kyler, who's never really had time to gel with them. He's still trying to learn and figure out the ins and outs of the NFL. So probably pass on Hopkins. Um, well, what about Julio? Yeah, Julio, I mean, I mean, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get 1,300 yards probably. Yeah. and. The question is how many touchdowns does he end up with? But uh, I think the floor on a week-to-week basis feels pretty good. Yeah. And he's also a candidate to lead the receivers in yards, just like every year. I mean, with Julio there, I would probably take him in a running back that I yeah. that I was more confident in. I would say I, I like Julio here. As far as running backs, I think I'm going to take Joe Mixon. I like that. He was RB13 last year. And think about what's changing in Cincinnati. They're going to get Joe Burrow. The defense is still not going to be very good, uh, which could lead to some nice passing game work for Mixon. I know they still have Giovanni Bernard, but Mixon's still you know, a 40-45 catch guy. Uh, but they also get their first-round offensive lineman from last year who got hurt. So he's getting plugged in. Uh, so the offense is going to be better as a whole. And he was still RB13 last year. So I think the floor is extremely high with Joe Mixon. Um, I'm a little bit concerned, though, that he has to play against uh, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns defenses twice. I think that's not ideal. But um, I just, I mean, he's, he's one of the safest. He's, he's one of the, the running backs with the least amount of questions towards the top here. Where, where does Josh Jacobs fall in relation to him for you? Uh, it depends if you look at my projections or not. Because if you look <laughs> at my projections, it says Josh Jacobs is RB7. But I understand that I'm a little bit more optimistic and higher on him, and you could actually end up getting Jacobs uh, somewhere in the, the early parts of the second round where you don't have to spend up for him. Yeah. Uh, if I'm just being me and I'm going to do these these picks here at the 10, I'm swerving on wide receivers. I, I know I love Julio Jones. I love Tyreek Hill. I love those dudes. 
but I just, I, I've done too many drafts where I like the receivers later. I'm likely taking a combination of Miles Sanders, Jacobs, or Mixon here. Okay. My question I mean, here let's is: Let's do that, and let's see. I mean, that's what we're doing here. Is let's let's see how that strategy. Uh, if you ignore the the wide receiver here, let's see how that shakes out later on. One question I have is: In a ten teamer, you, you're going to be guaranteed to get some of these mid round guys where you want them. Yeah. If you t- if you pass up on the high end, get more guaranteed. It's not guaranteed, but more guaranteed talent of Julio, and you take these two running backs, and they kind of both middle on you. That then also hurts your wide receiver group as well. No, I agree. So I'm a ten teamer. Does the shallowness like is it more like does it make more sense to try and get the high high end players? Whereas like we kind of both all agree that like this tier running back is kind of like it's it's no sure thing. Yeah, I think Julio for me is still in that like sure thing wide receiver group. I would say him and Tyreek are like almost locks for top five receivers. Um, yeah. I guess my problem is my brain's wired for twelve team leagues. So yeah. Yeah, so I don't play very many ten man. So like, yeah, Dave, like, I have no idea what a ten ten team is going to look like. So, okay, so let's. Well, you guys want to go Julio and Tyreek Hill and just go guns a blazing uh, and do something funky? I I don't think I would. If I, I like was the- drafting there, I I think I would try to grab one of the running backs I believed in. So I think I think we like Jacobs, right? We all like Jacobs. I think that that's the running back that I think I would take here. You would? I would take Jacobs. Julio yeah. and Jacobs. Uh, yeah, Jacobs for sure, and then Julio. I mean, Julio would probably be where I would go. Um, unless you really believe in one of these running backs, I'm just I'm such a fan of Josh Jacobs. Um, yeah, I would have taken Jacobs in our draft this weekend if he went there. Yeah. So then I was in a pickle, and I, I mean I went for Sanders. We didn't even talk about Sanders here, but I mean that's the thing yeah. is any of these running backs are interchangeable in my mind. You just have to take the one who you think has the highest talent and is in a good offense, and you know the situation set up nicely for them. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, right. I think the I I think the narrative for Sanders becoming the guy is is really great and I love it, but um, I'm just nervous that they would try to do more of a committee thing because that's what right. they do. That's just what they do. Exactly. They say one thing, do the other. So it's yep. Yeah, it's it's, it's you got to gamble. You know, it's how you win these leagues. You you hit on the the gambles. Yep. So let's whip out some picks quickly here. We talked sure. about the running backs. We know Tyreek Hill is probably our best receiver available. Are you taking DeAndre yep. Hopkins over Chris Godwin? I'm not. Dave wasn't. Dave, you were in this situation. This exact situation it was Tyreek Hill or Joe Mixon. I mean, that's yep. I mean, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, do I? But and I, I also yeah. didn't want two Chiefs just because that feels bad. I I get that they're not going to hurt each other too much, but I don't know. So we kind of talked about, though, if, if you're taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round, the, the pretty much the best strategy to do is to back him up right away with another running back just to kind of make, yep. make you feel secure about it. Uh, and then you know that one of those guys is a top 10 option, and then hopefully the other one is a really strong RB2 at worst. So I think I'm totally cool with putting Joe Mixon on the board here. Yeah, this is exactly how my draft went this last weekend. And then I think with the next pick, man, like, do we want to do this? You got Devonte Adams. Are you interested? Like, you're you're missing out on one of these remaining stud running backs. I think it's Nick Chubb or Miles Sanders for me. Those are my top as well. And uh, I know kind of like some. There's going to be a team that's going to go that zero RB. They're going to, and you know, if you have Adams and you have the t- opportunity to combine Adams with Hill, that could be the one-two combination. Mm-hmm. It might be hard to resist that. Let's just do it because someone's yeah. going to do it, right? Yeah. 
someone's going to do in your league. Yeah, and, and let's see that, how that works out for him. So right. two top five receivers on that team, so that's exciting. And then now you yeah. got Dalvin Cook. So this guy, because he took he took Dalvin Cook, it almost feels like he needs to take another running back just to secure yeah. uh, the uncertainty of the Cook situation with the contract. Um, so I'm still probably looking at Miles Sanders or Nick Chubb here for top running back. I would agree. Who do we like more? Do we like – I think Chubb – is Chubb is the floor, Sanders is the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, um, I think Kareem Hunt is. I mean, he's good, man. There's no, there's no denying yeah. Hunt's talent. So he's going to be on the field. I think in a lot of those, like when they're coming from behind, he's going to be in. I think the Browns are going to be in a lot of close games, and I think they're just going to keep the freshest legs out there when they need them late. So whoever that may mm-hmm. be. Um, and I know it was kind of a fluky stat, but Nick Chubb's performance within the five or whatever how he had just such awful efficiency maybe they'd start giving those opportunities to um sorry i'm blanking yeah to hunt i'm I'm super bullish on nick chubb because they improved the offensive line they traded for did they trade for jack conklin or were they able to get him in free agency either way they got their new left tackle they drafted another tackle um, so they're putting investments into the offensive line, which it benefits Chubb and Kareem Hunt as well. Uh, but, it, I mean, Nick Chubb's your banger. He's going to be the dude that's going to continue to to get those goal line touches. And then uh, the commitment uh, with the new coach, Kevin Stefanski from Minnesota, if you look at how Minnesota's been structured the last few years, they've been a heavily run first team. Um, so I, I think there's more than enough room for Chubb and Kareem Hunt to both eat. There's talks about Kareem Hunt being on the field at the same time in the slot. Um, and if you ask me, we're looking at Kenyon Drake, Sanders, Eckler, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's going to have more rushing yards than all those dudes. Um, Absolutely. Also probably going to have a good chance at double touchdowns, which I can't promise the other guys. Yeah. A counter argument there is he's probably going to have the fewest catches of all those guys as well, though. So in a PPR, what are, where are we weighing that? It's he's, he's, he's basically a notch down from Derrick Henry to me, where I still think – uh, you've seen those those charts, Jesse, where you look at the, the most important stats for uh, fantasy running backs, and it's going to be total yards uh, followed mm-hmm. by snaps and, I guess, overall touches. Uh, so Nick Chubb's going to flirt with 300-some carries, which to me that just outweighs uh, pretty much everything that you know people bring up in the passing game because I just know he's going to probably rush for over 1,300 yards. Right. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm very bullish on Nick Chubb at this point. And then you're, you're, you're getting Nick Chubb as your RB2. Yeah. All right, Dave. Dave, you're the tiebreaker, man. Okay. Uh, I mean, what's the tie between Chubb and who yeah, do you Chubb, want? Chubb or Sanders. My guy Sanders. Let's get rid of Sanders yeah. next. Yeah, I think Chubb, then Sanders. All right. So, what's cool about this is the way I kind of set it up is I, I wanted to get Chubb to the Dalvin Cook owner, and I wanted – the Derrick Henry owner, who's shy, he's he's losing out on PPR points, but now he gets Miles Sanders, or he could take Austin Eckler. So he's gaining those PPR points back that he kind of loses uh, with Derrick Henry. So that's one of my favorite ways of complimenting Henry is you you target Sanders, Aaron Jones, or Austin Eckler just because of the PPR upside there. Yeah, uh, that's all there. So, yeah, let's go Sanders there. Miles here, and then uh, my Thomas team. I mean, yeah, I think there's a. Uh... There's three running backs left in this next tier. As far as wide receiver goes, I mean, I think just looking at the list, Hopkins, Godwin, Evans, A-Rob, that's kind of a tier with Galladay. I mean, I just – I always favor running backs early, which is not everyone's mindset. 
Yeah, I mean, if I was Team 5 here, I'd be looking at the fact that there's only those three guys left and seeing that there's definitely not going to be that opportunity again. Uh, so I'd go running back. I mean, just after Aaron Jones, it's it, it gets so bad that you have to be afraid of that. Yep. So who, which, uh, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. I know how I would rank them, so I'm just curious what you guys say. I would probably go Drake, Eckler, Jones. It's hard for me as a Packers fan to get excited about Packers this year. <laughs> I think I like Eckler one. I like Jones and then Drake. Drake's my three just because I've never seen him carry a full workload. Miami never trusted him to carry a full workload, and he's already in a walking boot. So right. I, I've been leery, and I know you should never draft for injuries, but that's a guy that I'm just going to be I mean, leery he about. Just, he fit the Arizona scheme so well last season. Yeah. When, I mean, that's why they were able to make those crazy trades happen is because they, they saw that he would do well there. And I guess I'd, I'm a, I'm a believer in that. If you told me that Sanders, if you tell me that Drake will play the full season, then I, I would take Drake first on that list. So I guess yeah. if, if you want to take injuries out of the equation and say, all right, I'm not going to worry about it. Then Drake's Drake's number one. So there's a couple things that I do like about Kenyon Drake. I don't think I trust him as my first running back. So the guy that's up to pick, he has Michael Thomas right now. Uh, I think I'm going to take the safety net of Austin Eckler over him because I know he's going to have a safe floor. And then I got some nuggets here for you guys. I'm going to read you guys the Chargers opening schedule for the first half of the year. And then you guys will let me know. He's always got nuggets. (laughs) These are some real meaty nuggets here too. These are real beef, real beef chicken nuggets Mm. and some shrimp. Real beef chicken, huh? Yeah. So we have (laughs) one Chargers against Cincinnati, Kansas City, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, the Jets, Dolphins, Jaguars, Raiders. Are you scared? That's very soft. Are you scared of the Chargers look for the first New Orleans, Tampa are the only two games where you're thinking might be tough, but past defenses are are not very good and it's good. They're gonna be behind in those games as well. So Austin Eckler and the Chargers right now are inching up my rankings right now. So I feel the safest about Austin Eckler. I think we can go ahead and put him in if you guys are cool with that. Yeah, I, I would just ask, are you concerned about the fact that Philip Rivers isn't there and he is such a heavily uh, running back passer? Um, I would be if they did not give Austin Eckler his big contract this year. To me, that it starts up top. The GM, the, the organization is committing to Austin Eckler. They're going to relay that information. The quarterback's coach, okay, yeah, Austin Eckler, he's part of our game plan. We want to get him the ball 15 to 20 times a game. Uh, whether that's 12 carries and six catches, something like that. Uh, He's easily going to be the guy that's getting the most uh, amount of snaps in the backfield. And uh, we're not really expecting the Chargers to do much, which means they should be passing. Um, And I just, I just think Tyrod Taylor, if you think about what he does well, he's, he's good at executing the play really quickly. And then he's got some good deep shots. So I think, I mean, he knows what he's got with Austin Eckler. I don't think they're going to forget uh, completely how to use him. So I'm still really high on Austin Eckler. I think he's a really good, safe top 10, top 12 option in PPR. Yeah. Cool. Lock it in. I like it. Yeah, I think that's fair. That, that ties as well with my thought of, you know, cont- continuity for the season. The Chargers are thinking about whether they do well last season. One of the few things they did well, besides their defense, was Austin Eckler, get him the ball, watch him in space. You know, so let's just keep keep, go- keep a good thing going here. Yeah. All right. So team four, 
you have Alvin Kamara. Are you are we ignoring receivers still? Or are you looking at Travis Kelsey, or do you like Drake or Aaron Jones? I think. I mean, personally, I'd still be going for those last two running backs while they're there. It's they're not too far off from that turnaround where they can get one of those receivers again. Jesse, do you have a preference? I mean, we already kind of talked. We, I think you like Aaron Jones more here. I uh, I do personally like Aaron Jones more here, um, but I still think Dave's right. I think the two running backs, you know, the Zeke yeah, team has some. Up. Yeah, yeah. I think they're for sure the next two best players available on my board. Um, I, I I mean, I like both dudes. I just I've seen Aaron Jones light it up last year and finish as the RB two. Uh, I really think people are sleeping on the Packers offense this year. It's year two of the Matt Lafleur system, and continuity. We're to 2020. Everything stays the same. The whole offense stays the same. Everything's in place. The foundation has been laid. And now, uh, I mean, Aaron Jones. They didn't really add a receiver. He's still a target, you know, for 50 some catches, which I think he had 49 last year. And dude, dude scored 19 touchdowns. I know those are yep. coming down, but he's still probably going to get 10 or 12 at least. Um, so. I mean, if you like continuity, their draft performance was great. <laughs> right. I mean, if that draft told you anything, it's that they're going to run the ball more, which is good for Aaron Jones in theory, right? Yeah. Um, he could be their second best receiver on the team right now. He could be second in catches and yards. So, you know, cool. I, I can't. So I can't we're just, just going to run these two picks in. If you're one of these two teams, just, I mean, do your due diligence on both players. We like both. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I'm. I'm just going to lean Aaron Jones, not only because we're Packer people, but um, I just I just think that, I mean, there's really not a lot of competition behind them. We know they have A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams, uh, but the team would be stupid not to give Aaron Jones the same amount of workload they had last year that made him finish as RB2. So um, that's going to take up all the running backs available here. So now we got to get to the fun rounds. Are yeah, you t- so, so before we get like off to the races with receivers, how far do you think we go before we revisit this position and start looking at like Chris Carson, those types? Team eight. Go ahead. Team eight. Yeah. That's probably the early, if I'm one of these teams, I, yeah, I think teammates the next, who's the next best running back. This is going to be a romp here for running backs. I'm not looking at him until. It'll be a while. I think I'm not looking at running back. Well, I'm very high on James Conner. He's going to be the one guy that I'm going to fight for in a little bit. Um, okay. To me, James Conner is the best running back in this whole range of running backs. Um, so I, I could argue that James Conner should be the next pick. Uh, oh, my. Before, before some of these, these receivers, uh, just because of the scarcity I position, and you can literally poke holes at every single running back here. Uh, and I think the only hole to poke with James Conner is he's an injury risk. I mean, same as Todd Gurley and whatnot. Uh, but when Conner's healthy, he's he's a top five, top ten option every week. He catches a ton of passes. Uh, and I know a lot of it is just this huge moving target of relying on Roethlisberger to stay healthy. Uh, but the Steelers are a good team, man. They, they have a great offensive line. They're going to run the ball well. They're going to play great defense. So everything's kind of there for me. Uh, so I, among all the running backs available, James Conner sticks out, but I'm not going to argue with you if we pull Travis Kelsey here or even Chris Godwin. Those would probably be the two guys that I would have a hard time uh, taking Conner over. Yeah, I mean, this this is kind of why I wanted to be doing these full drafts is when when are you forced to 
take an early tight end in a climate where there are plenty of serviceable tight ends late? Like, what teams end up getting to that point where they're they're backed against the wall and you have to? And it's so different in a ten team league, man. Um, like, I, this is probably the first ten team thing I've done all off season. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm probably not taking, if I'm Saquon Barkley owner, I'm probably not taking uh, Kelsey here. I'll see if Kelsey or Kittle fall here before I think about it. I think I'm going to try to take, uh, to me, Chris Godwin's the best ranked receiver available. So I feel safest about him, but I also feel really good about Travis Kelsey's situation. So I think this picks between these two dudes for me here. I feel like my, my strategy going into drafts was just, I'm playing chicken with whoever takes Kelsey. Once Kelsey goes, then I'll start thinking Kittle because I'm I'm fine with either. And I mean, team one's the next pick. They got two in a row. It's, it's going to probably be a hard time to pass on Kittle twice uh, at that area. Yeah, I think I think team two is set up in a good spot here because they can take their favorite receiver and then they can take Kelsey or Kittle on the wraparound yeah. and feel pretty good about that. Yeah. So who's the best receiver available here? I like Godwin. I think Godwin's Godwin's the favorite. I mean, Godwin is the god. Tom Brady upgrades from Julian Edelman to Chris Godwin. And we saw what Godwin did last year. So, so are we locking in Travis Kelsey with one of these two picks here? I mean, if you can start with this dude's getting like hands down the best running back and then hands down the best tight end, like and then he's going to take the best receiver probably too. Yeah. That's forward. So we're going to lock in Mr. Kelsey. And yeah. I think that's hard to pass up. So I mean, is it Hopkins time here? I feel like I think, that we might not DJ like him. Moore, maybe. So I, I had Hopkins as somewhere like my 26th, 27th best player. So this is technically the 21st player off the board. I think I think I'm taking Patrick Mahomes here, guys. I'm pairing <laughs> with Christian McCaffrey. And I'm, oh, over Lamar? Yeah, I'm, well, I, I just think it's so much more fun when you, when you stack a dude and you already just took Kelsey, so you might as well just get his buddy and uh, get the best – Running back, tight end, and potentially quarterback at the position. How long are you waiting for a great receiver then? You got receivers for days in a 10 team league, man. I like, suppose. Yeah. So, I mean, all right. I like it. Let's roll with it. Potential for you to get the number one running back, the tight end, and the quarterback. Not many teams are going to be able to achieve that feat. And I just think. How much how much fun is that going to be when Kelsey scores and you're you're double dipping, and then meanwhile McCaffrey's probably already got two touchdowns at halftime. It's um, going to be a very fun roster to look at. I, I, yeah, definitely. Let, let's let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, the most important thing is you're you're trying to have fun with this fantasy team, yeah. uh, and I just if you can get Kelsey and Mahomes on the same team, I think I'm interested. So, um, so now we're I guess up here. All right, team two is now very happy that they get their pick of two receivers, maybe. Or, what if, what if, or, what if, yeah. or what does if, Kittle go here? Fan. And he doesn't want anything to do with George Kittle. Are you forced <laughs> to take George Kittle here? Do you have to take George Kittle here? Or can you take her? I don't think so. I, I think if you're happy with the other tight ends that are way down the draft board, I mean, it, are you in got a 10 team, that could be your last pick is your, is your tight end if you want. Are you guys yeah. even considering Lamar Jackson here? To me, it would be it's between George Kittle and Lamar Jackson. Just because they're the best available at their position for sure. Like you can't argue the next best tight end or the next best quarterback. Like those are the dudes. Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I just have a problem investing that highly in a quarterback myself, but I know that someone has to. 
and Lamar's one of the dudes that could change a man's mind. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm I'm comfortable just going George Kittle here. Let's let's try to yeah try to just make it. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's where I would go. So Ezekiel Elliott, Kenyon Drake, two running backs here. Are you thinking about Lamar here? Or are you snagging best? You're picking the litter at receiver here. Hmm. Is I mean, of team three and four, who do you think is better set up to to go with one or the other? Do you um, see any differences there? These two dudes are pretty much the same thing. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott just packs a little bit more punch to the team, uh, but this guy is going to have a really safe floor every week with with catches. A lot of PPR points. Right, but I mean, the touchdown upside of Elliott and Drake, like those dudes could score two touchdowns each week, you know, yep. for a couple weeks. Um, so to me, that guy's, I mean, are we I thinking... I see just the consistency of the of the uh, pass catching in Team Four is probably yeah. going to make make uh, quarterback easier to take there versus so, trying uh, to get a receiver. But I guess so. Team Three has Kenyon Drake. He's not taking DeAndre Hopkins. That's true. Probably not. Yeah, that might be the deciding factor. Do we want to get to me? Lamar Jackson sticks out like a sore thumb among the sea of blue here. Yeah. And to me, I think I think all of us can agree that it's a tough question to pick the which receiver out of this blue is the dude to take. Yeah. Uh, whereas to me, I I always like fall back to what is the most simple and clear correct answer, uh, and I don't think Lamar Jackson's ever going to be a bad answer. I guess. Yeah. That's fair. And now Team Four gets to have a little fun. Um, if I'm Team Four, I'm I'm probably going to root for James Conner to be part of this discussion, but I totally get it if we want to get some receivers off the board. I just think Kamara Jones, James Conner is going to be a good time. Um, I think a lot of people are going to see this board. They're going to think DeAndre Hopkins should have been gone like five picks ago. Yep. And you have two running backs and it's just his, yeah. it's, I mean, it might, he's on a new team, but the name still holds a lot of weight. Yeah. And you're getting that one, two, three, four, five. So you're getting that wide receiver six. To me, that's still you're buying him at his ceiling. I think he was wide receiver five last year, and you already talked about the history of new receivers on new teams. It's not as uh, good of as an indicator that they're going to be able to do what they did before. Uh, so I'm a little right. nervous. like to me personally, I'm not taking DeAndre Hopkins there, but I totally get it. It's the name recognition, the dudes. You know, who's your who's your next best? The next best receiver here. Yeah, I'm smashing DJ Moore. I think so. Taking DJ Moore because he's going to catch 95 to 100 balls. And I feel very confident about that. He caught 87 last year uh, in 14 and a half games. And that was with Kyle Allen at quarterback. And I know Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he was keeping Michael Thomas afloat as the wide receiver one last year. And those dudes run similar, very similar route trees. So I think, uh, and then the, I mean, the, the Panthers defense is going to be atrocious. They play in the NFC South against all those good teams. Uh, so I just think it's going to be a passing fiesta there. Yeah. Yeah, I I like DJ so Moore as well. Lock, lock him in there. I plug it in. Gonna put in the dots. You could just type in more. Yeah, there you go. Yep. All right. So now we're up here with Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders. Uh, so the, we we kind of complimented on on it before, but it's the 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 standard style of Henry and the PPR version of Sanders. So you're well balanced there. Yep. Uh, and now you're looking at Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans. Those guys are all kind of, you know, feast or famine type receivers. Uh, does anyone stick out more than the other? 
Um, I mean, what what's your opinion on Mike Evans, Godwin? How do how are they splitting things this year? It's been a weird week for me with my Tampa Bay thoughts because I'm starting to think Mike Evans might outscore Chris Godwin. <laughs> yeah, I I think this They're slot so is good. a better place to be for Godwin, but yeah, I mean. Both the good yeah. situation. Think about Robinson. We're nervous about Trubisky, Foles. We have no clue what's going on there. Kenny Galladay does have a nice support with Matt Stafford, so I like yeah. that. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at Tom Brady as being in one of the best uh, surrounding cast he's probably ever been in. This dude's thrown to Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski and Wes Welker and Julian Edelman. He's uh, still thrown to Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm just I'm super smitten with with the Bucks passing game, and you know it's gonna be, if it's not Godwin, it's gonna be Evans, and it might be Gronk. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I just feel super confident that Evans is gonna be a big part of this success for Tampa. So I'm, I think we're going Mike Evans here. I'm cool with that. I can do it. I think Galladay is probably think, close behind for me. Galladay was next for me. I think the rep with Stafford. Yeah, no, let's just get him off the board. Yeah. Don't look at him anymore. <laughs> teammate doesn't want a receiver. <laughs> if teammate so, goes receiver, it's gonna be trouble. Why team? Why can't teammate take James Conner here, my boy? I mean, think yeah. here, or he's my. You are my next. Him. He's my yeah. next running back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, I, I think I might look at Chris Carson, um, but I don't have any stats to back that up. I'm still nervous about Carson because he's not practicing with his hip injury. They're giving a lot of the uh, the backups. Uh, I mean, they signed Carlos Hyde. They drafted a running back. Yeah. Uh, I'm not – I mean, you're, you're drafting him to be your RB1 here, which doesn't feel as great. I think if you can get him on the turnaround, I think that's the play that I would do. I would sure. feel confident about Connor here, and if we somehow let Carson slip through, then I think I'm on board with Carson as my RB2. Yeah, um, I like that. We're going to fire up James Connor. I don't need to sell anybody on him. Nope. Not me. Biggest thing I like is the Steelers. They'll talk about RBBC, but they ride one guy. Yep. And if he stays healthy, it's a smash play. Yeah, I mean, that team crumbles apart when everyone's injured, but they are still a great team. I mean, who doesn't crumble? Last year is such an outlier year to have quarterback on week two and apparently like it hit like everything about ben sounds really good like he's kind of like a pitching injury where he had to like basically relearn how to mechanically throw and all of a sudden his arm is stronger his, his it sounds like his throws are more crisp and he's just kind of dialed in um so i'm i'm super bullish about i i, I don't want to be wrong about the pittsburgh offense because if it's a top five offense i'm going to feel stupid so i don't mind spending a third round pick on a potential top 10 running back here um so Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Joe Mixon, are we thinking running backs here? Or are we snagging Allen Robinson, Juju, Thielen, Cooper? Who do we like best out of this bunch? Um, I could argue for A-Rob, Juju, and Thielen. It's A-Rob or Juju probably for me. Okay. So I think I'd go Dave, A-Rob. A-Rob? Cool. Yep. Let's, let's just do it. Is you got to just... You gotta just hope and pray that Trubisky loses his job and everything gets better. Even so, he did it with Trubisky last year. Yeah. Five seven or whatever with Trubisky. Yeah. Yep. Whew, like it's, it's okay. Like it's, it could be worse, I guess, but it was that just- man put up top five receivers with, who's his quarterback? Was that Blake Bortles? 
Big bot. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's <laughs> bottle service. So we got Julio Jones, Josh Jacobs, our guy here, Team 10's got two in a row. Are you snagging a running back and a, a receiver here? Or are you going to just take two receivers? That's apparently the best position on the board right now. Or do you think about Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz at all? Are you interested in those tight ends? Uh, maybe Andrews. Andrews is definitely interesting. I'm definitely, if I'm team 10, I'm team 10. I'm eyeing up the running backs to see if I don't take one with this turnaround, where does that leave me on the way back? Because mm-hmm. uh, you don't want just Josh Jacobs on your roster after four rounds. Yeah. So is it Gurley, Fournette, Carson Bell for you, Jesse? Le'Veon Bell stands out here for me. He's got the most positive news coming out of camp just with how Gase wants to use him. I mean, Gase said. <laughs> He said something along the lines of, I realize I got to use Bell in different ways. Like, that came as a surprise to him. Like, oh, maybe I should use him more as a receiver. I mean, at least he's learning. I think that's yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> he's learning from his mistakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I'm interested in Chris Carson because you know the Seahawks are going to run the ball. That's a much more trustworthy coach than Adam Gase. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at the stats from Le'Veon Bell last year, he was RB16 and the team was garbage. I think I can. I think everyone can agree the Jets are going to be a little bit better than you know they were last year. Sam Darnold year three. They put a lot of reinforcements into the offensive line, uh, so I I see Le'Veon Bell as a top sixteen floor like a lock. Like I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah. So I, I know we're not talking keepers or anything here, but uh, do we want to kind of plan our picks and talk about who who would be better to take in the later round? It's always just a consideration I have it on the the turnaround there. As far as like the fourth pick here? Yeah. If you were to worry about keeper value. Are you interested in Jonathan Taylor? Is that kind of what you're saying? No, I'm saying whatever. We're probably going receiver, right? Uh, We don't have to. I mean, Carson here. I mean, I still I still have Juju probably the highest player on my board here. Yeah, I would probably say Juju. You're getting Julio and Juju, so that's uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. If you want to talk about Keeper, I mean, Juju's what? Is he 23 yeah. right now? I mean, that's yeah. insane. Like, Free agent year two. He could be on a new team. I mean, we could be talking about Juju next year as another round one. He's at the turn, the one-two turn. That's where he was last year. Yeah. And, I mean, Ben got hurt, so Ben stays healthy. It's conceivable that he's a, a first-rounder next year again. So For sure. So team nine, you got Clyde Edwards, Joe Mixon, Allen Robinson. Are you taking a receiver here or are you interested in getting a third running back? Tight end? I might be interested in Andrews there. I'm not sure. Does the receiver stick out? Does anyone stick out here? I got guys I don't like, but Mari Cooper, Adam Thielen. Probably the top two options for me. Yeah, maybe Amari Cooper. I think it's Thielen. Because yeah. what's the who's who else is competing for targets with Thielen? Delvin Nobody. Talvin Cook. <laughs> Cook. Um, Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith. Thielen. Just, I mean, it's gonna be rookie Justin Jefferson. Is gonna be the. I mean, he's not gonna even be the ones. It's yeah, BC Johnson right now. Oh, yeah, all of BC. If I said over under Adam Thielen 135 targets, what do you take? Yeah, I think 140 is probably a good number. 
I mean, Amari Cooper had 120 or 119 targets last year in 16 games. All right. Do we have Do we have any stats with uh, on Thielen without Diggs? I mean, do we think teams are just gonna look at the team and all right, we got to stop cooking, we got to stop Thielen. That's our job, and let everyone else beat him. Yeah. Do we think Thielen's a good enough wide receiver one to be able to, uh, you know, is he good enough? Is he Julio Jones? Is he DeAndre Hopkins to be able to to survive that double team? I think the information that we need in this puzzle would be his percentage of slot snaps. If you tell me he's going to be more used in the slot, mm-hmm. I would feel comfortable with it. And it's yeah, hard, that's harder to double team a player in the slot, and he's going to be very good there. So um, this is tough. Did it, well, do you think about Odell Beckham here? Is Odell Beckham, you know, worth thought? Odell's such an interesting guy because you. You know that the talent is there, and he's just—it's yeah. been what two years now since we've seen like a really strong Odell year. Yep. I want to yeah, believe it doesn't come up for me. I think I would go Amari Cooper, but I—I I would be—I'd be fine with Thielen as well. This is a tough pick. This is really a tough pick. I mean, if yeah. I'm Team Nine, I'm not feeling really not a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent on any of these guys. I mean, yeah, you I'm could. Gonna- I could almost argue just taking a third running back just to have a third running back. Uh, I mean, unless you're in this, I mean, if you're team nine, you love one of these guys, you're obviously going to take one of these receivers. So who's the running back that sticks out? Let's do running back. I think this is one of those picks where, and this is why this is valuable to do. Cause you get to this point and you're like, no one really stands out. Maybe try to trade picks later in the round here. Um, I'm right. sure someone would love to be, at the beginning of the fourth. I mean, if you could trade out here and get to the that end of the third and say you traded with team two right now, you could end up with a guy like AJ Brown or Calvin Ridley or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, yeah. I'd be cool with that. So I'm open to a trade if we had to, but let's just, let's just be quick. Let's just throw a name in there. Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. Good player. Good offense. We just yep. like, we like, yep. continuity, we like new stuff. Um, yeah, I know, I know we spent some time on these first three rounds. I don't know how. I know Dave, you're probably interested in getting to these like late. To, no, I th- I think this rounds. is the most valuable to see because once you get to the later, you can't yeah. plan who's you're going just getting where. your guys. You're getting yeah. your guys like I the first six the first rounds probably four or five six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this I would definitely be backing up with an- another running back because I'm worried about James Conner's health. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's RB2 here. I could argue Fournette or Chris Carson. Those are the two I see as well. I think I have more confidence in Carson, Fournette. Uh, I don't know how much they believe in him and what's going to happen there. This, the, the Jags could turn into a dumpster fire like midway through the season where they just start playing the guys who are younger just to see what they have. Yeah, you know, They get Fournette at the start of the game, but then they kind of taper him off. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty bad offense and the defense isn't what it used to be so it's it's i'm not excited to have too many jags yeah because i I don't know that he's elite enough to really put the team on his back and so if the team's bad it might just make him look bad and i don't know so we're going on about 51 minutes here on the live stream i think we should try to finish up the fourth round in the next nine minutes and then we can kind of sign off on the live stream and just keep things going on our own Uh, basically we're just kind of recapping here we're just we're looking at the idea of how to structure your your first four picks we call these 
uh, your core four picks, at least Jesse and I do in our, in our fellowship league. These are the most important rounds of your draft. It's going to set up everything you do and it's going to kind of angle you uh, at the certain players you're going to be looking at later. So these are, it's very instrumental to your success uh, to, to basically just hit strikes on all of these picks. Uh, so right now we're up with team seven. He's got Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Kenny Galladay. Are, are we thinking about Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz? Do we want to open up the can of worms on the receiver, uh, you know, discussion again? Yeah, I mean, if we were talking about it earlier, I mean, Adam Thielen's probably the next best guy. I definitely know that there's going to be guys that are going to be really high on A.J. Brown coming off the end of the year he had. So somebody might tend to reach for A.J. Brown. He'd be the one guy I'd say, oh, he'll probably go higher than where I'm seeing him in this top available. But uh, Thielen's probably that that top guy. Unless you're really yeah. – I mean, you could always look at Mark yeah, cup. I mean, I'm. I think I'm good with getting feeling here. It's kind of like what I talked about earlier. Is I like to, when I get a guy like Derrick Henry, I like to compliment him with a PPR back. When I get a guy like Kenny Galladay, whose catch total is going to be low, I like to get a guy that's going to get more catches. It just kind of evens things out. Um, so I think I'm fine with just penciling and feeling here. Yeah, Although we already have Dalvin Cook though. Does that you know make you think twice? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. It probably does. I mean. So uh, what about Mark Andrews here? Yeah, I like that. I like Andrews as well. I mean, you can't, like, I, I don't think anyone's going to have a bad thing to say about Mark Andrews. So no. it's those picks that like he, he checks out, like he's going to check all the boxes. You're going to get yep. a top five tight end at worst. Stop worrying about tight end for the rest of the draft. Yeah. yeah. So uh, team six, Derek Henry, Miles Sanders, Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans, we kind of talked about, uh, him being potentially a top 10 receiver. He's going to you know, catch touchdowns. He's going to probably flirt with 1,200 plus yards. Uh, are you looking for a more PPR savvy guy like Adam Thielen or Robert Woods or Cooper Cup here? I would probably lean Cup myself. Jesse? Me? Yeah, Cup, I mean, Cup versus Thielen is the next best question. Um, you got to look at the situation. You got Goff and Kirk, probably very similar style quarterbacks. Look at the offense. Minnesota's going to be more run-heavy. I think the Rams are going to try and run the ball more, but it's definitely not as sound of a system after losing Gurley. So. I mean, you, don't, you don't have the concern of that you had with Thielen where everyone knows yeah. who, who the guy is on the field. Right. And they I, think, can, I think it's Cup here. I, I think I do like Cup. I, I, I'm, I've backed off on Thielen a lot. I know the targets, targets matter a lot. I mean, t- targets tend to be one of the more sticky stats, and I think I think we can safely predict that he'll have more. I just think Cup's TD potential. I mean, is it just a TD? TD man, dude. Does something feel weird about Minnesota this year? I don't really know if I can trust Vikings. It really. I mean, I feel that way. Or is that just your Green Bay showing, dude? (laughs) I just. Well, here's the thing too: is they don't. Like, you can't name me one of their starting cornerbacks or cornerbacks. I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball a little bit more than. Uh, someone would suggest after looking at what they've done the last couple of years, which is kind of why I like Adam Thielen, just because I think they're going to be forced to throw. They're going to see uh, more teams scoring points on them, so they're going to have to keep up with that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you're asking me Cup or Thielen, I would take Thielen still just because of the targets. I, I have to stick to my stats on that one. So do we want to up here and put Thielen in there? Yeah, sure. Just... Now- Team five, I think, is in a good position here where they have stability at receiver. Um, and sure, you could get one of these running backs that aren't too exciting, but I would definitely take my shot on Calvin Ridley here. 
okay. go for the breakout. That's you don't fair. need him to be your receiver two if he's not there. But the... if this is me, I'm not looking at any running backs. Todd yeah. Hill, at Melvin Gordon, I ain't touching him. Nope. I don't. I don't like this group of running backs. Really, no. Calvin Ridley. I like. I mean, I, I like. I like hearing your thoughts on Calvin Ridley. I mean, you know, Julio is still there, but this offense has been shown that they've supported multiple wide receivers in the past. Yep. And they lost Austin. You know, they lost Hooper. They replaced him with Hurst. Still, the verdict's out on Hurst, in my opinion. Um, so I think. I mean, year three, Ridley. That's the breakout year for wide receivers, man. I, I do not see him in the fourth round next year. So yeah. here's the thing is, I love Calvin Ridley, but I'm looking at both Rams receivers thinking that one of those guys is going to finish better than Calvin Ridley. If there was going to be one guy to beat him, who would it be? Because Ridley's, Ridley's still the number two in Atlanta, whereas someone, Woods or Cup, one of those dudes is going to be the number one there and has a good chance at finishing top 10, top 12. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I went Woods in my other draft, um, but I don't feel confidently either way. Um, Jesse, any tiebreakers here? Should we go Ridley, or do you want to talk about Woods or Cup at all here? I mean, Woods and Cup, they, you know what you're getting. You know you're, you're feeling your floor is going to be – those guys are pretty interchangeable on a week-to-week basis. Um, to Dave's train of thought – if this team is doesn't like the running backs they're looking at, they have two receivers and they're thinking, who could blow up and be that guy? Yeah, I know you like Ridley, but AJ Brown's what I'm looking at. Oh yeah, AJ. I, I, I mean, upside. That's that's number one. That's he's a number one receiver there. That's pretty big upside. Uh, but I, I, to your train of thought, like Kelvin Ridley, AJ Brown, that's the type of receiver that this team's looking at. They're not. Yeah, pick you know, up out here. Yeah, Woods and Cup. They're gonna be more or less what are what you what you think they're gonna be. You guys brought up brought up Odell. I mean Odell's Odell is your wide receiver three. Mm, could be nice. Yeah, What's, I, it, it just doesn't sit right for me, and I can't explain why. Okay, I feel really I'd rather good. the potential breakout versus the hope for a resurging the male bounce the bounce back breakout. Yeah. So if if. If I'm putting my money where, you know, on these players, I'm betting on one of Woods or Cup to finish as a top 15 receiver. And I think Calvin Ridley's right around that wide receiver 15 range. Um, so to me, I'm probably taking my shot on one of the Rams receivers. But it seems like like we all kind of like Calvin Ridley here. Um, so I don't mind taking – and then look at this team too. Uh, apparently this guy lives somewhere in uh, maybe like, you know, South Georgia with Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, and now he's going to get Calvin Ridley – and he's going to be super excited about his NFC South games. Yep. <laughs> that always seems to happen, though, you know. You get one team that has, like, all of one division. Um, you know, and this is the thing. is like everybody's rankings are so so different. You know, you can't just go down the board and pick a guy here, pick a guy there. you got to think about the process of these teams and where, where their mind's at. All these guys are in this range, you know, in this round range. So you can't really pick a bad player. Yep. Uh, team four's got Kamara, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Are you looking at running back, or is this a receiver pick for sure? Zach Ertz is still on the board. Although you could, here's the thing: if I'm team four, I'm going to gamble and say that team three does not take a tight end here, and I might be able to get Ertz here. So I'm probably yeah. not Ertz. Um, but to me, yeah, I'd probably go receiver. Taking one of Woods or Cup, or I'm looking at yep. Brown. 
Well, I think uh, Cup makes sense. I mean, Cupper was if you know, pick your poison on that one. I think they're both solid receivers. I think Cup maybe has a smaller, yeah, smaller ceiling or slightly higher ceiling just because the touchdowns. So that's probably yeah. my my pick. Yeah. Okay, and then team three. This guy obviously needs a wide receiver. Yeah, so they're not going to go tight end. He wants to, but he knows he can get Zach Ertz here. Uh, so is this Robert Woods? Is this? Yeah, a- this is where you're looking for exactly what you are anticipating. You want safety here, I think. So is it Robert Woods? I feel really, I feel super safe with Robert Woods. Yeah, I yeah, think I, so. I like it. I mean, you're drafting him as your wide receiver one, but you know that he's, he's a wide receiver two at worst. Um, yep. So team two, Saquon Barkley, Chris Godwin, George Kittle. A running back might be nice here, uh, but he's looking at the, I mean, to me, these receivers, whether it's Odell, A.J. Brown, uh, Jonathan Taylor comes into question here as he pokes his head up on the, the list. Um, I don't know. We only got Saquon Barkley, so it feels like a running back would be nice. Uh, we have a really well-balanced team here to start. Uh, I could go either way. I could go A.J. Brown or I could go Jonathan Taylor. Um. I mean, for the same reason that I was afraid of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm afraid of Jonathan Taylor. I was I'm nervous. To see if uh, Jesse would pop in about Jonathan Taylor. Situa- the situation. You, my thoughts are: here's the situation: top five O line, yep. a quarterback, or an offense that likes to run the ball, a quarterback who loves throwing to his running backs. He plays best probably when he's throwing, handing off to the running backs and throwing, you know, taking deep shots here and there. And the ceiling for JT, I mean, it's probably top. I think it's probably, I mean, top 10 is probably, I think about it. If you could pair Barkley with Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor goes off, you're looking at two top 10 running backs. Um, But I mean, why not use Naheem Hines for the pass catching role and Marlon Mack and just kind of let him learn for a year? Uh, the thing about Jonathan Taylor that I don't think a lot of people realize is he's he ranked as one of the top, I think he was in the top 20 or 25 of past blocking running backs in college last year. Uh, he, he actually looks like a guy that deserves more passing work. I just didn't, I know it's super muddy. Like I'm seeing reports of Marlon Mack ripping off big runs. It sounds like he's extra motivated to show that he can still ball. And then mm-hmm. the Lions is still really good. You think about Philip Rivers and Austin Eckler and LaDainian Tomlinson and all these, you know, Danny Woodhead, all these scat backs that he's had. It sounds a little bit messy. Maybe we think about Jonathan Taylor on the turnaround here, and we just take someone that we know that this guy is going to be a great player, and I think it's A.J. Brown. I like A.J. Brown as well. Yeah. Like when I'm, when I'm up to pick, I try not to take a guy that I have a lot of questions about, and yeah. A.J. Brown's checking all the boxes. I know he's not a PPR receiver, but, I mean, you got Chris Godwin to level that stuff out. So um, mm-hmm. it's like A.J. Brown here. And then uh, team one here up with the the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey extravaganza and Christian McCaffrey for the fireworks. Um, so what do you do here? Are you taking two receivers here? Are you looking at a running back? This feels like an, a forced Odell spot to me. We don't love him, but he's kind of in that Hopkins situation where he's the best guy on the board, right? Here's how I do DJ it. Chark? I get two cracks at this. I don't want to mess it up. I don't know how I don't get one of the Seattle Seahawks passing pieces. Yeah. Whether that's Lockett. I mean, you're not taking uh, Metcalf over Lockett. So to me, I yeah. of all the things that I, I'm seeing on this board, I feel great about, it's Tyler Lockett in the Seattle passing game. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe Tyler Lockett, Odell. Make sure we got receivers locked up for a while. I, I, I think. Or I, are you worried about the availability of running backs by the time it comes back? I mean, I in a ten-team league, man. I think I can figure out. I mean, I know McCaffrey's yeah. not moving from my RB one spot. I really only need to get right. one guy. I think I can find a platoon of two or three guys that can compete for that RB two spot. Um, yeah. Right now, we went Kelsey Mahomes. I don't have a receiver. It'd be nice to just get my two starting receivers locked in uh, before I start thinking about that. I agree. I like it. I take my two favorite receivers here as well. Yep. Uh, to lock it and Odell Beckham. Um, there it is. Four rounds. So we're going on about an hour and five minutes here. Do you guys have anything else you guys want to cover here? I think we're going to probably sign off in a little bit. Um, I just want to open up the floor. Do we have any other you know, player, I guess, do we want to quickly rifle through the fifth round um, at all and kind of just loosely put in names? Yeah, what do you, I mean, I can go through it. I mean, I think your theme of continuity makes sense. First four guys, you want to be your core guys. You don't want to mess those picks up. So you want to take guys that you feel good about, good ceilings, good floors. And then from here, you start just, honestly, it's a Scott Barrett thought process of just taking the guy who could win you your league in these mid-rounds. I think that's your focus. Um, I'm looking for I'm looking for teams in really good situations. Uh, like I know the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be garbage this year. DJ Chark's a really good bet, you know, to get targets. Uh, mm -hmm. Gary McLaurin, we know again Washington's going to be bad. They're going to throw the ball. Cortland yep. Sutton, he's going to catch a lot of touchdowns. DK Metcalf. Uh, I'm looking for guys in certain roles in certain parts of offenses uh, that I want to like feel really good about, and those are some of the players that I like there. Yeah. So I don't know, round round five here in a ten team league, you could probably take like we're probably going to see some people start to think about Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, uh, Gordon, even David Johnson and Jonathan Taylor. I would bet that those five running backs all go through someone's mind uh, throughout this round. Uh, but still, to me, the receivers are really juicy here with Chark, McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Metcalf. Uh, this is a really this is a really pivotal round here uh, that could basically make or break your year. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on David Johnson? Just to linger there for a second if i'm if i'm team three or team four i think about david johnson because the opportunity cost is very cheap he's your rb3 he could be a flex if he's if he's anything more great that you're going to rock out that flex with you know the 15 to 20 touches maybe per game um and then at that point there's there's kind of no risk there because you're not relying like if saquon barkley owner is going to take david johnson and something happens and david johnson doesn't work out you're screwed um, so I'm looking for some kind of backup plan where I know I have two really good running backs. And I think David Johnson as your third running back, really all of these guys, Gurley, Fournette, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, they all look really good to me as my third guy, my flex running back. But if I'm starting them as my RB two, I mean, some weeks I'm going to be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Good threes. I think that's a, that's a great example. I mean, plus with, of these guys, David, Johnson is the one that I'd be most confident to say is going to get fed carries simply because Bill O'Brien offenses feed one guy. And I mean, that's what you look for in a running back in these rounds. Carlos so had that, a thousand yard rusher last year. Yeah. So that's something to be learned about the, the um, draft itself right there is what I'm hearing is if you haven't scooped up two running backs at this point, you need to double down and continue getting receivers or other positions that you like because these guys aren't necessarily the ones that you want to rely on as your two. Correct. 
Um, I'm looking to build uh, positions of strength. Uh, I don't really feel like if you insert David Johnson, there's still like there's still a little bit of unknown. They have Duke Johnson there. Uh, we don't know if David Johnson's going to get that receiving work that we've you know been so accustomed to him getting. Uh, so I, I think I feel David Johnson in the flex that feels good. Uh, Melvin Gordon in the flex that feels fine. Like even Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette. Uh, but if I'm if I'm team two here, and I'm looking for a running back, I necessarily don't. I don't really see one that I would like to take. Uh, yeah. I'd probably pivot here and I'd look at Chark, McLaurin, or DK Metcalf because again, I'm looking to build strengths. I'm not trying to take a guy that I don't feel great about uh, in yeah. my two spot. I would rather continue to hammer away with you know building a really good trio of receivers with God, Godwin Brown and then one of the other guys here. And then just take shots at running backs late. Yeah, I mean, I can I can make the case for Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt, uh, David Montgomery later, Cam Akers. Uh, there's still a lot of names of these guys that have some upside to be RB2s, uh, RB3s. Um, so don't ever feel, I guess my thing is, I don't ever want to make a pick that I feel like I have to make or like this is what the board's telling me, like I should take a running back. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue to take players that I'm really excited to have on my team uh, and players that I don't really have a lot of questions with. Um, this is where I think mine and Bauer's thoughts differentiate a little bit. Whereas if I'm really undecided, I'll look at the VBD chart. I'll look at the beer sheets and I'll say, the board's telling me that this guy's screaming value. You don't love anybody here. So just take that value. I mean, if you see a guy that in your heart, if you, if you see a guy you like, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but if you're kind of in the, in the no man's land, that's kind of where I go, where Bauer might just, he might say, all right, well, I'm going to reinforce my strength. I might just take, you know, whatever player's screaming, screaming value at this point, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe at this point in the draft, that's probably Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Um, if I'm taking a running back, I think I'm taking Fournette just because he's still going to be used in the passing game, but the, the touchdown upside is really limited. Um, so that, that's just what scares me. I mean, this guy's the guy that's up right now. He's got George Kittle, so he's not taking Zach Ertz. Um, but I, I mean, I just, I know in like, so in my head, I know that Gurley, Fournette, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, I like all those dudes, uh, but I know that I can get a really strong receiver here. And I know that I'm going to be able to find uh, probably two running backs that I feel more confident about at the six, seven. And I'm going to view those guys as interchangeable as my RB2, RB3. I'm going to take two shots at filling that position and we'll see what happens. So that's, I mean, I always kind of look around ahead to see uh, what my next pick would be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at this draft right now and your team too, you're looking at the running backs and you're thinking, I mean, these guys I don't love that much. Maybe I take a wide receiver and on the comeback, I can take Mark Ingram. Yeah. Not too far off from a, yeah. a, a Fournette, a Gordon, a Gurley. Not, I mean, what's the difference there? Plus, he's in probably the best offense to be in as a running back. You've got Ingram, who's guaranteed some really good efficiency in the red zone. David Montgomery's guaranteed volume. Kareem Hunt's yeah. got a passing workload. Uh, Raheem Mostert's going to lead that team yeah. in carries. Cam Akers is probably going to lead his team in carries. I think Ronald Jones is leading his team in carries. Uh, I think I just I feel so much better about some of these names here um, that I'm yeah. going to do that. So um, I don't know. We're going on an hour and 11 minutes here. I think if you guys don't have any other thoughts, I'll wrap this up and we'll kind of just hang out afterwards uh, yeah. in the chat here. But uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for watching. This is uh, the fellow KGB hanging out with good friends, 
uh, Dave Janice and Jesse Meineke here. Dave, are you on Twitter at all? Do you have any no, Jesse's on really. I'm on Instagram, Dave.Janice. Dave.Janice. Spelt okay. anus with a J. <laughs> anus with a J. Okay. <laughs> anus if you anus. <laughs> That's a fellow JGM. I'm a fellow KGB. Thanks so much for your time. We'll catch you in another video. Peace.